0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber. My website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to this podcast, I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. I've been running my own healing practice since 2008. My work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions, and transformational calls and readings. Uh, The website, again, sacredspacehealing.org. Before we go into the main body of this podcast, which is on abusive relationships and how to spot them, I just want to give thanks to everyone that listens to these podcasts and sends such lovely feedback. I'm so, so touched by all the messages that I receive and have received over the years. I always try to respond to as many of them as possible personally um, as I can but it just know that if I haven't got around to responding to you it's not because I didn't read the message it's probably because it got lost in my inbox or um, I just haven't had the time uh, but thank you some of you have asked how you can support the work and I'm very grateful for that question Um, you can of course support the work if you wish to by donating uh, via the website sacredspacehealing.org there if you press the home uh, button and there'll be a drop down menu and then there's a donations page just click on that and there's a paypal button that you can press and donate as little or as much as you wish to all of these podcasts and video clips are created uh, and they're free of charge so I don't I don't charge subscription fees or anything like that. They take a lot of time and energy to create. Absolutely, they really do. Um, And uh, I, I give of that freely to reach as many people as possible. But of course, all donations will go back into the work. And it just means I can reach more people, create more podcasts, host on different servers... Um, and, and spread the message, spread the word, you know. So if you believe in the work and you want to gift this work to more people, really the best way to do that is by making a donation, if you feel so called, but all your support is gratefully received. So today's podcast is about abusive relationships and how we can spot them. And I suppose by abusive relationships... You know I'm referring more to kind of mental and spiritual and emotional abuse um because I feel that most of us have a pretty good hopefully eye for what is a, an abusive physical relationship, but let's see what you know comes through in the mix of what I'm gonna share as some of you know that have been following these podcasts for a while. I don't plan the podcast I don't write out a script um I don't have a pad in front of me that I'm sort of ticking points off I just kind of open the space and see what needs to present itself you know what needs to be revealed so it's very much as if we were in a room together we were having a one-to-one session and we were in circle together i like keeping it free but it does mean that i can sometimes go off on a tangent um, but i do believe that all the information that comes through is really relevant for the time and needs to be shared and needs to be aired so let's see um i've been reading a lot recently um Mainly in social media, but you know, it's just been the sort of coming up into into my view about narcissistic relationships, narcissism, gaslighting, terms like that. And I, I never really knew what these terms meant. You know, I never really read books on narcissism or, um, so, you know, psychopathic relationships or anything like that. Sociopaths. Like, I never really understood these terms, to be honest. I certainly understood um, borderline personality disorder. You know, that was something that I've, I've, uh, I've experienced through my associations with people who have this uh, illness. So I know what some of the signs are for that, that kind of erratic behaviour. And narcissism appears to be part of that, you know, part of that kind of strange behaviour, if you like. But um, I never knew that there was a term for certain ways of being that feel quite painful to be at the receiving end of. So I'm not going to give you a definition of narcissism because I don't have it really. I'm not a psychologist and I I don't feel that it's my area of expertise. But I do know that some of the things that come up around narcissism and narcissistic relationships do sound pretty abusive. And for me, they're really good um, red flags about what is an abusive relationship. And when are we having our power taken away from us or siphoned away from us? So one of the first things I'm going to flag up is um, lack of consistency. So by lack of consistency, I mean someone who blows hot and cold with you. So this could be a friend, this could be a work colleague, it could be a partner, it could be someone that you're interested in. And um, what do I mean by that? So I think what I mean by that is someone that, you know, one day is is love bombing you you know they're telling you how great you are and they're laughing at all your jokes and they're wanting to spend time with you and they're making plans for the future you know we're going to do this we're going to do that I can't wait to spend time with you to do this and, and and it feels like you are on cloud 99.99 with them you know you're having the best time and then you see them the next day And it's a complete change of personality. So I don't mean that, you know, the next day they could be having a bad day or they're tired or something's happened in their life. I don't mean that. I mean that it's a complete change. It's as if you never had those conversations. So you might bring up the thing that you talked about the day before. Or you remember that that project that we said we'd work on together. Or do you remember that conversation we had about traveling to this place? And they just cut you dead they don't want to know, they don't want to go there. It's as if you never had that conversation the day before. It's as if you never had that closeness. So of course, you back off because you think maybe I misread the signs. Maybe this person doesn't like me. Maybe I've done something wrong. Um, Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're going through something. You back off or you overcompensate. So you shower them with even more affection. You give them even more attention. You try and make them feel better. You ask them what's happened, what's wrong. And now you're hooked in and that means that now your mental state, your emotional state is dependent on what they're doing um, and so maybe the next day they shower you with attention again and they they talk, they pick up and they talk about these plans again and you get excited again and then three days later, a week later, you go back to the, the cold, the cold then. I think that's definitely something to look out for in an abusive relationship. Now, as I say this isn 't a psychological podcast i 'm no therapist and i I am not offering any kind of psychological therapeutic advice. This is no medical advice this is just stuff that i 'm airing right it 's just things that i 've noticed um, there 's certainly healing work that can be done around being in an abusive relationship and that 's energy healing spiritual healing and if that 's something that you feel called to do, then it would be appropriate for us to do that in a one to one session and of course there 's therapists and so on that you can work with if you feel that this resonates but this is just to get you thinking so um i think one of the things that one can do in a situation like that is to bring it up you know is to kind of say listen the other day i mentioned this project that we were going to work on or this thing that we were going to do together and you seemed like you really weren't interested what's going on and it will be interesting to note the response now a positive healthy response would be an explanation would be Uh, I'm just having a difficult day or I'm feeling really tired or I've changed my mind or I was worried about this or I don't have the money for it or something like that. An unhealthy abusive response would be to negate what you're feeling. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Nothing's changed. You're just being too sensitive or you're pushing it or you're making me feel guilty. You're cornering me It would be something that makes you feel like you've done something terribly wrong. Now, obviously, if you have done something terribly wrong, you know, if you've shouted and screamed at them or you've abused them in some way, then maybe you deserve to get that response. But I'm saying if you have a reasoned discussion with this person and they turn around and make you out to be the bad guy in some way, I think that's a really good red flag for this being an unhealthy relationship. It tends to happen quite a lot in dynamics between men and women. And it tends to happen quite a lot with, um, with certain types of men that like to draw their energy off attention. Um, Now, I think, you know, there's all kind of labels for these type of people. It's not just men. So I'm not just saying it's just men who do this, but it tends to happen quite a lot in a dynamic between men and women. But it can happen where the woman is behaving like that uh, as well. And the reason seems to be is that this person draws off the energy of attention. It doesn't really matter whether the attention is, you know, showering, them with affection or or even kind of pulling away and being hurt it's still attention. tension it still means that their actions have created a reaction in you and that makes them feel powerful the initial kind of love bombing phase of showering you with affection and telling you how amazing you are is to get you in their auric field is to kind of get you loved up is to get you thinking they're amazing and then that love is taken away from you And now you're left feeling empty and starved in some way because you were love-bombed. You were kind of drenched in this love and now it's taken away. And now you want it and now you feel almost addicted and now they have power over you. Now a healthy relationship in comparison is where there is a level, there's like a baseline. There's a baseline of how you communicate with each other. There's a baseline of the way you interact with each other. And there's a baseline of the kind of the temperature of your relationship. And it doesn't massively change. It may fluctuate from day to day because of things that happen in your lives or experiences that you might be having individually or collectively, but it doesn't massively change. And so that's the thing to look out for. I often think that the thing to look out for is um, how easy a connection feels. If it starts to feel dramatic, if it starts to feel chaotic, if it starts to feel painful, It's a really good indicator that this isn't a massively healthy relationship to be in. Unfortunately, I think what tends to happen is that people that have experienced levels of trauma in their lives are often drawn to these kind of chaotic relationships because they feel so familiar if they've experienced trauma in childhood or traumatic um, relationships later on in life, you know, these kind of dynamics feel really familiar. So being given affection and then having affection taken away can feel a very familiar state to be in. Um, So... These kind of dynamics tend to happen a lot more with people who've experienced trauma. And therefore, if you feel that you're one of those people that has a history of trauma, it's really important to be careful of these kind of dynamics where it feels familiar but painful. Because chances are it's feeling familiar and painful because it reminds you of a painful experience in your past. The next thing to look out for is shaming or ridicule at your expense. So this is, you know... Betraying a secret that you may have told them in confidence. This is shaming you in front of your peers or a group of people. This is humiliating you for your life choices, ridiculing you in some way for something deeply personal. Um, I remember probably not the first time I ever experienced it, but it's probably one of the most kind of strikingly violent ways in which I experienced this was at university. Um, I had a flatmate that I was sharing digs with, sharing a room with, and um, she pretty much, you know, knew everything about me. I mean, I thought we were soul sisters, you know, I thought this was my best friend. So she knew a lot of stuff about me and um, I did a lot of drama when I was at university. I was really heavily part of the acting scene. And I, I did pretty well on it, you know, I, I got good reviews and I was well received. And, you know, I, 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 was, a, I was a little, f- I was a big fish in a little pond, you know, I felt like I, I had some level of notoriety at university for my talents and I felt appreciated. And it was the first time in my life that I actually felt genuinely appreciated for my creativity, because I'd never really had that when I was a child. And when I was growing up, I my, never really felt that my creativity was appreciated. So it was a big deal for me and um we were at a a a party if you like it was a drinks evening and it was a drinks evening for um for for like our tutors or something like that so it was kind of like a work thing like our tutors had invited us to this this it was all very formal and we are all there saying the right thing and and trying to make a good impression and i'm standing around in circle with I mean, I think they were people that were, they were students that were also on the same course as me, but they were at different colleges or maybe they were older than me. And they'd heard about me. They'd sort of seen me in the local um, university newspaper. I'd got a five-star review for a show I was in and they'd, they'd heard about me. So they were saying really nice things. They were saying, oh, I've heard about your acting work. I've heard that you're you're really good or something like that. And this friend piped up and... Um, And said something really damning about how I was shit, basically. I mean, I'm using that word because that's the word she used. Something about how um, I wasn't all that great and my work was really shit. And that if they lived with me, they would have a better idea of how shit I was. (laughs) I mean, it it was something really hurtful. And I was so stunned by it that I sort of went into freeze mode. But what kind of woke me out of freeze mode was the expression on everyone else's face. Like they were shocked that she'd said this thing. And everyone tried to kind of brush brush over it and change the conversation. And actually the people that were standing around talking to us just moved away. I mean, they were that embarrassed by what she said because it was such an explosively horrible thing to say. And I felt so shamed by her, so ridiculed. And it was my first indicator that this person wasn't my friend that this was not a healthy relationship, that this was abusive. And it continued, you know, she she continued to shame me in front of people about some very personal things that I sh- shared with her. And, uh, you know, eventually I had to move out of the flat that I was sharing with her because it was just such a toxic relationship, but it was masquerading as a friendship. And I remember saying to her, you know, you said that thing at the party and it was really hurtful and why did you say that to me? And of course she was very apologetic and she said that oh, she, didn't, she didn't want to upset me and maybe I was being too sensitive and she was very proud of me and all this kind of stuff. And so I thought it would change and then the next time we were in a social situation she did exactly the same thing to me. So in some ways I felt like I was a, you know, I was kind of a battered spouse or partner in that I kept getting battered by her emotionally but I kept going back because she kept apologising. And it was my first indicator of a really abusive relationship later on in life I've experienced relationships you know friendships connections that have been abusive in different ways like and and these are the ways that I mention and that is you know lack of consistency so huge changes in attitude towards you but also I think you know there's there's other areas to look out for so the next area I would say is lack of respect and that's lack of respect for what you do but also your time your home your energy so if someone is disparaging your job or where you live or how you live or your life choices, how you dress, what you look like, chances are this is a pretty abusive relationship. Like this isn't love. This isn't this isn't love. It's not it's not compassion, it's not kind. Um if they're you know ridiculing your life partners, um if they're ridiculing your clothes, if they're ridiculing Um, things that mean something to you if they're ridiculing your hobbies if they're shaming your hobbies if they're betraying your secrets to another if they're talking about you to other people in a disparaging way this this is an abusive relationship this this isn't love Um, and often we accept those things because it's banter because it's fun. And of course, you know, in friendships and relationships, we have to be able to not take ourselves too seriously and have a laugh at ourselves. But I think we feel the energetic resonance between having a laugh at ourselves and actually being shamed or judged or ridiculed or humiliated. I feel in a healthy connection, um, we're supported, we feel supported, we feel celebrated. Um, We feel elevated. Um, so look out for those little comments that feel like daggers, that feel like darts, that feel really painful. I was at a spoken word night once and, um, I was performing a piece and it was, a, it was in a well-known venue and I was really nervous about getting up there with all these pros. You know, I was so new at this. I'd only done like two other nights like this. I didn't, I was so nervous and I had invited a friend of mine along for support, And this friend was really supportive, you know, in the audience, taking photos. And, and you know, it was great. It was great to have that support. And then afterwards, we left the venue and um, we were just, you know, kind of buzzing and talking about the lineup. And she turned to me and, and, well, I think I said something like, I can't believe I was on that stage. I can't believe I was on that stage with those people. And she turned to me and she said, yeah, you were definitely the, the wild card, weren't you? You were definitely the one that they took a risk on. And the energy of that felt so cutting and so disparaging and so lacking in love and compassion. And it was sort of, it was a kind of um, just another example of this very bullying friendship that I had been in on and off for a while. And I'd stayed in this friendship because I really liked this person. I really felt for her. I knew that she had a lot of problems in her life. And I, I wanted to help her. But I often was at the receiving end of her lack of satisfaction with her own life. Um, So that's the other thing to look out for is petty, jealous, nasty little comments that don't feel like they're loving. That can come from a family member. It can come from a partner, a work colleague, a friend. So look out for these comments because it's a really good indicator that this is not a healthy relationship. Definitely look out for loyalty you know, when things are bad, when you need help, when you're having a difficult time, is this person there for you? You know, is, are they someone that you can pick up a phone to and say, I need your help? Um, would they, would they get you out for difficult situation? Um, would they defend you or would they defend your attacker? You know, would they defend the person that hurt you? Um, And there is space in our life for all kinds of connections, including connections that aren't about, you know, being able to speak to someone at five o'clock in the morning if you need help. But it's for you to decide what kind of connections you want in your life. So look out for that question that. Is this someone who is happy for you when things go well? Or do they start to feel threatened and jealous in some way? Do they feel happier and more secure when things are going bad in your life? So, you know, the kind of the the typical is that you, you meet someone and you're in a new relationship and your friend or your family member gets really jealous. They get really negative. They don't want you to meet someone because they don't want to lose you. They like having you around. So are they supportive of you moving on in your life, of you getting that job, that promotion, that partner? of you, you know, starting a family, buying that home? Or are they trying to keep you boxed into a certain way of being because it makes them feel better about themselves. Do you feel drained around this person? Do you feel unsure and anxious around this person? Do you feel um, as if you have to hold on to this person? Do you feel that you don't trust that they're going to be your friend or your partner or they're not going to have your back? Um, does this person make you feel needy? Does this person make you feel empty? All of these are really good indications that this relationship is not healthy. This is a really in-depth area and I'm just touching on it I'm giving examples from my life I'm kind of putting suggestions out there to just spark some kind of questioning if you feel that there are relationships like this in your life it's a really good idea to journal around them and things that you feel and if you notice a pattern that this is happening in a number of relationships then it's a really good indicator that there's a core wound somewhere that needs healing and, um, and I, would, I would suggest that you get that wound tended to because until you do, you'll still be resonating at that frequency that attracts these people into your life and you'll still be allowing them into your life. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org That's sacredspacehealing.org Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.